We are in Yevamos Mem Dalet Amabez 44b2 in the Art School Gemara. We are in the middle of a discussion. Uh, and just a quick review, and then we'll continue with that discussion. We mentioned how there is a three-way dispute. There's a three-way machlokas about what type of situation creates a mamzer. And so far we discussed two of those three opinions. Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that any ordinary negative commandment, any relationship which involves the violation of a negative ordinary commandment, uh, would uh, result in a mamzer. The chachamim, however, were, are of the opinion that it has to be, it's more limited. It's only when there's a violation of a chi of kares, of an early death, or worse, meaning an early death or even, even, uh, uh, someone who is deserving of the death penalty by the by the court. Um, so any of those cases would also result in the child being a mamzer. Within that, there's the the Gemara said that Rebbe made a statement that everybody agrees. Meaning, at first glance, the Gemara assumes everybody, including the Chachamim, that in the case of an ordinary negative commandment, even though. The child is not a mamzer, but the child would be invalid to kuhuna. They won't be able to join the Kohen tribe. They can't marry into the can't marry a Kohen, um, and they cannot eat truma uh, and things like that. They're not they're not able to join with the other Kohanim. Uh, how do we know this? So the Gemara said we know this uh, from the case of an almana. Because the case of an almana, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, is not allowed to marry an almana. He cannot marry a widow, the high priest. Um, and if he does, so then the child also becomes invalid. Is also becomes is no longer able to uh, eat truma and cannot marry. If it's a daughter, the daughter cannot marry a Kohen. Um, that is the law when it comes to an almana and a Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and a widow. That is a, a regular Negative commandment. It's not a severe prohibition, but it's a regular negative commandment. So then we should say it should apply to all negative commandments because that case at least is only limited. It's limited to only the the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. For other negative commandments, that applies really across the board. The example that the Gemara uses is a case of Master Grushaso. What's a, the example is when the uh, husband marries his ex-wife after she, in, in the interim, married somebody else. That is a negative commandment. Um, and uh, that's the example that they use to say that the child from that type of a relationship would also be not allowed to marry a uh, would not be allowed to marry a Kohen and cannot join into the into the Kahuna. Uh, the Gemara had three questions on this approach, and we dealt with the last question. The last question that the Gemara asked the Gemara explained and answered in the last recording. So now we'll focus on the first two questions, and we'll see that they actually do not have an answer for the first question. But we'll focus on the first two questions, and then we'll see how they have an alternative approach. They give a different explanation uh, for what was originally stated. So the Gemara says, with regards to question number two, what was question number two? Question number two was limited to the case of Mazar Grushaso. It was limited to that particular case that they were discussing, uh, of Master Grushaso, of marrying his ex-wife after she uh, was married to somebody else in the interim. Uh, and the Gemara said uh, that over there it says, Hitoeva, that she uh, is rejected. Implication, she but not her child, meaning her child is able to 
marry a Kohen. That seems to be what the implication is. So the Gemara says, no, that, that's not what it necessarily means. He toeva nami, we could understand it differently. He toeva ve'en sarasa toeva ava baneha toavin. The Gemara says, that, no, maybe it's refer- it means that she is rejected. What does that mean? She's rejected in the sense that, let's say it's a case where she remarries her husband. It's They're, they're living uh, in sin, essentially. Um, and then the husband passes away. And because it's an ordinary negative commandment, it's, it's from a halachic perspective, according to the Chachamim, it's viewed as a valid marriage, from a hal- it, in the sense that it's a legal marriage, it's a legal marriage, even though it's uh, not allowed. Um, and so therefore the husband passes away. The question is, could you do Yibam? So certainly you cannot do Yibam to the, to, the, to the ex-wife who remarried the husband. However, uh, maybe it says that she is rejected and she can't do Yibam, but her co-wife, maybe her co-wife, could do Yibam. And that's the point of the verse. It's to say she cannot, but her co-wife could. But it's not, it doesn't have any implications with regards to the children. So maybe the children also are rejected and they cannot marry a Kohen. But the big difficulty comes from the first question. What was the first question of the Gemara? El almana kasha. There's a big question from the first question. The first question was, how can we compare the cases? In the end of the day, the case of the high priest marrying the almana, marrying the widow. In that case, the widow herself, the, the, the wife, she herself becomes... A halala, she herself becomes somebody who is not allowed to then marry a Kohen. She is not allowed to eat truma uh, as a result of this uh, of this forbidden relationship. So even though it's an ordinary negative commandment, but it's something which is limited and has implications to kahuna, to marrying a Kohen, to eating truma, she herself. So in that case, it makes sense that also the children cannot marry a Kohen because it, 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 we know that we already know from the Torah that it, that she is not allowed to marry a Kohen, so then it makes sense that her children cannot marry a Kohen and cannot join the Kuhuna. But in any other ordinary negative commandment, which has nothing to do, it's not a prohibition which is specific to Kohanim or to the high priest. It's not connected to that, but it's uh, it's something which is, applies in general, like Grushaso, like remarrying your ex-wife after she married somebody else, uh, or any other ordinary regular negative commandment. So then who says that the child is invalid to marry a Kohen? It may, it, by Almana, by the, by the widow, it's something which is unique because she, the mother also becomes invalid because she's having a, a relationship with a Kohen which is not allowed according to Allah. So who says we could then use that uh, to apply that to other cases of other negative commandments which have nothing to do with Kohanim? So the Gemara, because of that question, it's such a strong question that the Gemara says, you know what, we have to re-understand what Rebbe really said. He said something else. This is what Rebbe said. This is what Rebbe said. Everybody agrees, not like what we said earlier, what we said earlier was that everybody agrees that when it comes to an ordinary negative commandment that the child can't marry Kohen. No, that's not what's going on here. Everybody agrees that when the child... Uh, when there's a relationship of karis, of a severe uh, negative commandment with a severe punishment of karis, of an early death, then the child is invalid uh, to marry a Kohen. The daughter can't marry a Kohen and they cannot join the kuhuna. They cannot eat truma either. Now, the big question is, we already know that according to Rabbi Kiva, certainly Rabbi Kiva, and according to the Chachamim, the child is also a mamzer. The child is a mamzer. If it's from Chayvik, the child is a mamzer. So what do we mean? What do we mean here that everybody agrees? So now this is where the third opinion comes in. 
And what does it mean everybody agrees? It means even Rabbi Yoshua. We are now introduced to a third opinion with regards to Mamzerus. Again, we had Rabbi Kiva who said that a Mamzerus from a regular negative commandment, the relationship uh, that's a violation of a negative commandment. The Chachamim say it's a violation of Kares, at least of Kares, of an early death. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, it only applies. He has it, it's even more limited. It only applies in a relationship uh, which is deserving of the death penalty. If it's Kares, if it's just Kares of an early death, then the child is not a Mamzer. So Rabbi Yeshua, who's of that opinion, even though the child is not a Mamzer, if it's the relationship of Kares, uh, where, where the punishment would be Kares of an early death, he agrees, still, the, the child, even though he's not a mamzer, he is not allowed to marry a Kohen. What's the source? It's from the same source that we suggested earlier, from the Almana, from the widow who marries the Kohen Gadol. And Adin, That just like in that case of the widow with the Kohen Gadol, the child is... Uh, the child is not allowed to marry a Kohen. It's not allowed to eat Truma. And in that case, it was a limited, it was a limited uh, uh, prohibition which only applied to the Kohen Gadol, to the high priest. So other cases which apply across the board, so then certainly the child uh, will be not allowed to marry a Kohen um, and not able to join into the Kuna and to eat Truma. Uh, we had the question that we had earlier, we had the question earlier that what are you talking about? The Almana, the widow is different because she herself, she herself becomes um, uh, becomes forbidden to marry a Kohen as a result of this forbidden relationship. So what? So she herself became forbidden to marry a Kohen. So the Gemara answers no, because Hachanami, Kevan Shebeala Asa Zona, that Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that even though the child of a of this type of relationship, forbidden relationship of Kares, the child is not a mamzer. However, the wife does have the status of a zona. Now, a zona is hard to... De- the English translation of a zona is hard to define, but at the very least, a zona is uh, the woman who is in a illicit relationship, who is in a forbidden relationship, at least of Kharis, at least of Kharis. So even though the child is not a mamzer, but the wife does have the status of a zona because she's in a relationship where the punishment is Kharis. Okay, so the, the punishment is Kharis. Um, and it's specifically a relationship where it's not viewed as a as a legal marriage. So Rabbi Yeshua would agree that this is not a legal marriage. It wouldn't be viewed as a legal marriage, even though the child is not a mamzer. The child is not a mamzer, but it, it would not be viewed as a legal marriage. Since it's not a legal marriage, so therefore the wife, or the woman, who's not, not they're not married legally, uh, so therefore this woman is now has the status of a zona. Once she has the status of a zona, a Kohen is not allowed to marry a zona. Other people come out, they're allowed to marry a zona, but a Kohen is not allowed to marry a zona. And so therefore, it is true, even in this case of Kares, Rabbi Yeshua will agree that the mother becomes, is not allowed to marry a Kohen, just like the widow. The widow was also not allowed to marry a Kohen after she married the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. So, so too over here, when it comes to Kares, the mother becomes a zona, she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. So then it makes sense that the child also is not allowed to marry a Kohen. And that's what the conclusion of the Gemara is. The Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yeshua, even though the child is not a mamzer, but we can learn from the other case of Almana to the Kohen Gadol, from the widow marrying the Kohen Gadol, uh, we can learn from there that just like over there, the mother also becomes invalid to the Kohen, to marry a Kohen. So the child also cannot join into the Kahuna. So then so too over here, 
since they're in a relationship where it's not viewed as a legally valid uh, legal marriage, uh, so so the what, the mother also becomes a zona uh, and forbidden to marry a kohen. So so too the child becomes forbidden to marry into the kahuna and uh, can't marry a kohen and cannot eat truma. That is what the gemara says. Now uh, this is the conclusion of the gemara. I just want to bring up one point. There's a very interesting discussion about. Uh, a mom's there, like this exactly this case. We do not follow the position of Rabbi Yeshua. We follow the position of the Chachamim. The Chacham say that any relationship where the result is kares, where it's a severe punishment of kares, the child is a mamzer. So in that situation where the child is a mamzer, so in that situation uh, where the child is a mamzer, so then do we say that he's automatically also, let's say he's, let's say the father was a Kohen. Is he also not allowed to be viewed as a Kohen? Is he not allowed to eat truma? From Rabbi Yeshua, we see that he's not allowed to eat truma. But if you do not follow the position of Rabbi Yeshua, if you follow the position of the Chachamim, uh, so do we still say that he's not allowed to eat truma? Basically, somebody who is a mamzer, but his father is a Kohen, is he viewed as a Kohen? Is he allowed to duchen or uh, to say birkat kohanim? Or is he allowed to go to a cemetery? A Kohen is generally not allowed to go to a cemetery. So if he's a mamzer, is he allowed to go to a cemetery or not? Is he allowed to eat truma? Uh, so that is a discussion. That is a big discussion, whether or not practically, if somebody who's a mamzer and the father is a Kohen, are they viewed as a Kohen and a mamzer? Or because they're a mamzer, do they lose their status of being a Kohen? Okay, that concludes the Gemara, and we'll continue with the next staff next week.